Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gods and goddesses, to the Golden Age Gurus Podcast, your source for regenerative, entrepreneurial, and eco-friendly global solutions using ancient future strategies that focus on healing ourselves, our community, and the planet. Now, it is truly an honor to introduce your host, Baba John. Greetings, Golden Agers. This is Baba John live at Lake Titlan, where I have my beautiful home that this architect, Michael Reynolds, designed initially. We hired him about 11 years ago. And um, basically, this guy specializes in radically sustainable and autonomous homes. Uh, He's a hero of mine, and it's a pleasure to welcome him to the show. I hope you guys are ready to to hear from one of the original OG wizards of sustainability. And he basically has designed a home that's an organism in its own right, uh, you tune it to the environment, and uh, I can personally attest that they are a wonder, and his um, contribution to humanity is um, what to do with the waste stream and, and how to, uh, I mean, he even gets into emergency response and building these things uh, and disasters. So um we don't know what the future holds this is a good uh concept to understand and uh, possibly we'll organize something in texas um after we coordinate with mr reynolds so um without further ado uh michael reynolds This show is brought to you on Patreon, where creators are supported by their tribe. For the cost of a latte, you can support the show and my advocacy around fringe legal topics ranging from zero waste and Bitcoin to matters of spirit. I'm committed to serving mankind by providing thousands of years of ancestral wisdom. Learn from my gurus, join my network, and get exclusive content. We have a free tier so you don't have to worry about money. A support tier for just a few bucks and an apprentice level for aspiring Jedi interested in my mystery school and nature-based ministry. We have a VIP business tier for CEOs who want their own wizard. Just remember, King Arthur had a Merlin and Queen Elizabeth had her John D. Historically, I've charged way more as a consultant, but while I wrap my last year of law school, I'm willing to help just to get this new platform going. You'll have access to me with the Voxer app and get access to the Advocacy Launchpad and Discord. Sponsorship is sold separate. If you're interested, message and visit patreon.com, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash golden age gurus. Follow for free and support if you can. 
But welcome to the show, Mr. Reynolds. And uh, this is Golden Age Gurus. And I just want to ask some questions about where you guys are at and let the listeners know about autonomous homes. Okay. Can you give me a little bit of history? Well, the, the, the short version of the history is that, um, that ever since the graduating from architectural school in 1969, I was responding to the media in terms of, um, garbage all over the streets and highways and talking about a garbage problem in the future and, um, energy shortages and then talking about water being a problem on the planet and so on. And I just simply in my own way responded to these as a, I was a graduate architect going for my license in New Mexico. I responded to these things in my own way for my own building, really. And one thing led to another and it, the, these issues kept getting worse and I kept getting better at doing this to the point where we ended up delineating six um, factors of humanity. This gets into design principles, which is your next item here. We ended up delineating six things that humans need to actually live in, in terms of having sustenance. And they are comfortable shelter, electricity, water, sewage treatment of some kind, treatment of garbage of some kind, because if you, you know, the minute things go bad, garbage starts stacking up everywhere. So you have to have a system of dealing with garbage and then food, of course. So these are the six things that they have to be dealt with. And right now they're dealt with by infrastructure and government and, and so on and business corporations. But, uh, you know, you're like, you get, a uh, you get a, a problem in a big city and the first thing that happens is you notice the garbage is stacking up on the streets uh, because there's if, if there's a fuel shortage and people can't put diesel into the garbage trucks, etc., or a strike or whatever. So what I'm saying is those six things are are the sustenance of people. Now, some people say may say I, I need a TV or I need this or I need that. That's not for life. That's not for sustenance. What is needed for sustenance are these six things. And we then, as a result of dealing with this and, and working in this direction for 55 years, we try to build those six things, address those six things in a building, a home. So the home addresses those things so that you are not vulnerable to the uh, power lines breaking, uh, or, you know, not being able to heat your house, uh, not being able to have electricity, not being able to have food. We're trying to make these buildings be vessels that encounter the phenomena of the planet to provide sustenance for people. Beautiful. Well, I, j I just want you to know that no heroes and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for your help with my home in uh atitlan lake atitlan and it's going pretty good up here i'm here right now actually so um 
basically you can i know you guys built like an emergency shelter on the other side of the, the lake i wasn't a part of that construction but i mean an emergency response and building these in, in places like haiti correct well yes we have done a lot of emergency response uh and you know that that put us around the world almost in every part of the world uh learning uh how to introduce this and learning what needs to be introduced as well and and now it's down to the, you know, the entire world now is uh, like we'd go to a disaster zone, you know, uh, 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 after a, an earthquake or a hurricane or whatever. Well, COVID and all kinds of other things on the planet right now have made the, in my mind, made the entire world a disaster zone. So we're trying to make, introduce a vessel for people to live in on this planet that addresses those things that I mentioned and to keep people, you know, uh, to give them a life, regardless of what goes on other than blowing up the planet, which is entirely possible right now. But uh, so what I'm saying is we don't chase storms as much anymore. We're trying to set a home base here in northern New Mexico to show these buildings and let people stay in them and teach people how to build them and and start them like a virus if you will around the world for us to go around the world at this point is not as important as the world coming here and seeing it done right and learning right. about how to do it and taking it back to their point uh part of the world we'll still do like we're going to we just finished up a project in puerto rico a uh, little villa after the uh, uh hurricane there and then um, we're doing Haiti, but then Haiti's got its political problems. We're doing a school in Haiti, but it's got political problems. So it's, it is actually, it's uh, come to the point where we need to show this and put people in these things. And we are seeing that we can do it right here in northern New Mexico, bring people here in terms of nightly rentals, bring people here in terms of long-term rentals bring people here in terms of education. We have an academy that teaches people the concepts and how to do it and, uh, and bring the virus around the world, but not necessarily try to uh, be building in every part of the world because building uh, takes follow-up. In other words, you, you, you can't go to the Philippines after a, after a typhoon and spend two weeks and build one of these and leave. You need to keep going back and back and back. That's what we did in Puerto Rico. And we ended up with a beautiful villa after about a dozen hits there. Uh, wow. Going back over the last two or three years. We're learning that it's a, it's a virus. It's a, it's a tree we need to plant, but we need to go back and nurture it as well. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we have these uh, wood shortages right now going on for building. I know in Texas and where I'm from and um, you know, the tires are, are cheaper than wood at least, <laughs> but you also get benefits like food and, and water. Um, you, you can save money on materials doing, doing it this way. Are there other things I'm missing? Well, um, you can, it, it, 
yes, you can save money on materials. You can use actually, there's a lot of things like that, that, that the, not only do you save a little bit on materials because 40, 45% of the buildings are recycled materials, but the thing is you're using materials that actually are better. Tires are better than wood. Bottles are better than wood. Wood termites can get to it. It rots, it burns. Tires yeah. and bottles don't. Tires, you, you see tire piles burning, but when they're packed with earth in a building, they do not burn. And so these materials are actually better. They're indigenous to the entire planet, and yeah. it certainly makes sense to use them. Yeah, what do you say to people? Because, uh, you, know, you know, people always look for a, a, a place to to hit you know and the, I, I hear a lot about the gas the off gassing which isn't an issue here because it's 70 degrees year round but what what do you tell people about that will go well the tires off gas well if you go into a tire store on a sunny day and the sun's shining through the window they're brand new tires you smell that is off gassing but we had a physicist and he, he volunteered to do it we didn't hire him to do it um do some research on this and what the story is is after a tire's got 20,000 miles on it and it's used it doesn't off gas even in the sun to speak of anything to speak about and then in addition to that it's it's packed with earth and buried under plaster and the, he went on to say that it's a non-issue <laughs> excuse me <laughs> but he brought up another very important point he said Conventional building materials, carpets, drapes, furniture, laminates, they off-gas more than tires, than tires by far. And so, for instance, we had a person who was trying to get a permit for a tire building in Colorado, and they were having trouble. It took them a while. So while they were waiting to get their tire permit, most places in Colorado are easy, but while they were waiting to get their tire permit, they bought a manufactured house just to be in while they were building their earthship and they got the permit for the manufactured house in three hours and they had to sign a waiver that said they will not have any infants or elderly in the house for six months due to off-gassing of the various materials bottom line is the off-gassing of tires is a non-issue and and even less than the, the, the off-gassing of conventional materials well said. Well said. That's that's that was a good re response. I'm I'm sold. So uh, that's awesome. I know you had to go into the government and, and Taos uh, and, and, you know, do some advocacy. Um, and I've heard you say, you know, you got to find a pocket of freedom. What can you speak on the uh, the code and the um, changes you had to make in Taos? Well, the thing is, uh, we have gotten a little crazy with codes. The codes get more and more intense every time somebody gets injured from a building or are sick from a building or whatever. They make another code to protect people, to protect people, to protect them. And the codes have gotten to the point where they do not allow evolution. And we need evolution fast on this planet these days. And so the codes... It's no one person's fault, but they they actually inhibit our evolution. And we have tried to make places where codes, you know, test sites where codes don't apply. 
pockets of freedom do exist, but that backfired because uh, people started calling up counties and saying, uh, do you have any pockets of freedom? And the county uh, people didn't know what they were even talking about. So yeah, pockets of freedom is something that's that's it's a ter it's a term and it it is a fact, but you don't want to you know you don't want to talk about it because then you'll ruin it. Um, so it's there are places where codes are less of an issue and places where they are more. We have done everything uh, we can to to warp this to meeting codes, and it does in many ways. We have ways of meeting the codes and still doing an earthship. And then there are places where you don't need to worry about it. The bottom line is that we need, just like we have, uh, we tested the atomic bomb, you know, and blew apart 10,000 acres and made them worthless for the next 200,000 years. Um, we test airplanes. We test automobiles. We need to test housing. We need to create a situation to test and, and, and make housing evolve. Because right now, the type of housing that we have blows apart in every tornado, needs a power plant to operate it, does do nothing for food, does do nothing for heating itself, does do nothing for electricity, does do nothing for water. The housing we have is a little more than a teepee at this point. <laughs> yes. Have you ever heard of the book, The Richest Man in Babylon? If not, you can check it out in the bookstore, but it's a classic business book that reveals the key to personal wealth. And it's basically saving 10% every month. So the way I like to save is in gold and silver with Mint Builder. I've been using Mint Builder for years. I've created a system where my savings plan pays for itself by signing up people who want to save and start a silver bank account, which ships physical coin out every month based on their budget. The author of The Richest Man in Babylon says that magic number is 10% of your income. Now you can build your legacy with the best pricing on metal assets while helping the nonprofit Feed My Starving Children, which uses 90% of donations for food to stop malnutrition in over 100 countries around the world. Thank you for considering Milk Builder to build your wealth and feed hungry children. You can go to preciousmetaltrends.com forward slash 102026. Complete the form and claim your free silver bullion bar just for taking our short tour and brief survey. Yeah. So, so how did you, how did you find yourself pounding your first tire? Well, it's a, a it, I, I started first, uh, I started first with cans and then bottles and, and, uh, because they were pronounced garbage items that, uh, I found that they worked very well for various things like walls and even bearing walls and so on. And then I looked around and there were tires. Uh, tires were even talked about, you know, 40 years ago as being a problem. Um, and so I just tried playing with them. I stacked up tires like lifesavers and filled them with mud and tried to make a wall and the wall fell over and things like that. Then I started knitting them together and stuffing them by hand. And then uh, I started seeing that you can take a mallet and stuff it in and it's a little more strong and sturdy until we evolved into sledgehammers beating the dirt into tires to a 90% compaction and make a bomber wall. And um, so uh, it just evolved. Like everything about this has been evolution um, and it, it has gotten better and better and better 
as the entire, you know, our, our efforts, our, our techniques, our understanding of making these six principles, these six points happen in a building, uh, addressing them has gotten better and better and better over the years. And the, the world around us has gotten worse and worse and worse over the years to the point where we are, you know, in the right place at the right time. And, you know, when, when, the, when the United States of America has people who have to go out into their automobile to turn it on and put their kids in it so they can stay warm, yeah. then we've got a problem. And when people have water from freezing pipes running down their stairways, we've got a problem. And when we've got people waiting in BMWs and Lexuses for a, a, a sack of canned food, we've got a problem. And so what I'm saying is, you know, people thought we were just a little too edgy uh, 20 years ago. Well, now, while all of that was going on last winter, I was walking down my hallway bare feet harvesting bananas and tangerines. Yay. So, so <clears throat> this, this earthship we built out here on the lake, uh, we used a concrete uh, rebar roof. And um, uh, now I have learned how to mix styrofoam with concrete and make uh, something called Epic. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. That's see, when, when you mix styrofoam with concrete, I guess you get kind of a uh, less structural item, but a little bit of insulative. Uh, we kind of look at it concrete uh, roofs as kind of a, a lightweight concrete uh, structural potato chip that we can insulate over. But I, I know I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Uh, EPIC stands for expanded polystyrene infused with cement. And if I had enough styrofoam at the time and I had to do it over, uh, I found it to be lighter and stronger and la it lasts longer as well. Um, so, you know, maybe someday I can give you a dog and pony or bring the guy that showed me. Um, I, I actually just got, uh, used my veteran land loan and got, um, acquired 14 acres in East Texas. And it's got, it's got a South facing slope and a spring and the code is, um, easier than other places so you know i was pondering uh, another earthship out there um it, <clears throat> is there anything i should do if uh with the with the county now what what where, where is this what what state texas texas yeah well see the thing is you you go to your county and you uh you ask them what is their policy on alternative methods of building. And then they, then, then, you know, uh, and see with the tire method of building is, is really called rammed earth. Now they call them earth rammed, uh, steel belted, uh, st uh, uh, steel reinforced, uh, earth rammed, uh, units, or I forget what they call them in Australia, uh, something like that. Um, uh, radially reinforced rammed earth, bricks is what they call them. And 
you know, it's, it's, they're rammed earth is what they are. And rammed earth's been around a long time. So, and we have engineer reports that study and present it. And so it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, um, it's a matter of finding out what their uh, take is on it and how much um, engineering data they're going to require, or are they just going to require a local architect to stamp it and be done with it? You know, every, every county is different. I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> do, should I even ask permission? <laughs> I mean, well, it, it depends on lots of places in Texas. We've done them where you didn't even have to get a permit. And, you don't, you know, you, you, here's what I suggest is you go to the permit or call the permit office and say, what do you require in terms of permit for residential, um, for uh, an owner builder building his own home? And a lot of times they're going to say, uh, they're going to say, uh, are you still there? Yes. Oh, yeah. They're going to say a lot of times um, that you 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 they'll they'll delineate what they need, or else they will uh, uh, say you don't need nothing nothing but a uh, you don't need anything but a uh, septic permit. <clears throat> Would you um, make a site visit like you did out here again? Uh, yeah, we make site visits occasionally, but we, a lot of times we try to delineate, I mean, we try to do that so that we can maybe make a Zoom site visit or something like that so that we, uh, you know, we can save people the expense of travel and, and uh, going there. And it's a, it's, it's, a lot of times a site visit by Zoom is very, very appropriate. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's pretty much a, a pine forest. Um on this side so i don't know how much detail as far as topography um yeah if it's flat land and you know it sometimes it's you know it can't hurt to have a half an hour site visit by zoom okay well cool so so what's the what's the latest news with you what's your what's the exciting projects that you're you're doing right now are you just hanging out in, in taos and building your your empire there or do you have some uh well we're doing uh we have started a school in haiti but it's on hold because of the politics down there it's dangerous mm. um we have built a demonstration veterinarian actually office or clinic in uh zuni on the zuni pueblo in southern new mexico and we just finished a villa in puerto rico that we're kind of trying to do a visitor center in there to make the tropical version of this uh, be a little more presented. And then, like I said earlier, we're really trying to uh, hit affordable housing here in New Mexico and just keep doing it and keep doing it. We're building earthships as fast as we can, which is not that fast. Um, we're building earthships as fast as we can to show and present to people, to get them in them in terms of rentals, visiting them, um, presenting a building that absolutely takes care of you is the best thing we can do. And we're just doing it as hard as we can. Yeah. I just want to suggest to listeners, uh, if you're ever in the Taos area, you can visit the, the earth headquarters and that's what I did. And, uh, you guys were selling books there and we, we bought a bunch of them and got really inspired. So, 
I know that the first book you wrote was was called The Coming of Wizards, right? Right. And it's uh, it's uh, actually it's available now on uh, uh, we have it on an app and it's available online, too. Nice. So so the website earthshipglobal.com, right? Well, you can get to it by earthship.com, earthshipglobal.com. And we've even started a new blog site called World Ecologies that we're presenting a lot of the latest information directly on. Just any way, of course, the social media and everything. We're just putting things out there as fast as we can uh, to get people acquainted with Earthships uh, and the concept of them. And then there are uh, three or four models that we recommend. In other words, we just don't recommend a custom home anymore. We recommend, you know, it's like an automobile. You go into the automobile showroom and you buy what they have on the floor because it's engineered and thought out in terms of economy and performance and so on. And we're to, we have to face the fact that housing is becoming this. Housing is becoming, it needs to become uh, machines. Houses, houses are machines that encounter the phenomena of the planet to take care of you. Beautiful. I love it. So, so the uh, academy is that on on the website uh, as a as a virtual option. We do have the online academy and we have the in person academy. Obviously, the online academy is much cheaper, but it has similar lectures. But you just don't get the hands on. But the academy that we have here in Taos, New Mexico, is. Uh, um, you know, you come and you work and you build and you go attend classes, etc. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I uh, never, never did the academy. I just got down and dirty with the with the house. But um, I've been definitely pondering getting some more getting some more action. Um, so uh, appreciate you having a conversation with me i'd i'd love to follow up and figure out um a budget to get something started in in east texas um have you heard of a, a decentralized autonomous organization a decentralized autonomous organization yes sir uh, I mean, those are all words that I like, decentralized. <laughs> I, I thought you were. Organization, maybe <laughs> not. But uh, yeah, decentralized autonomy is where we're headed. Absolutely. So so Bitcoin's like the first example, but now people are making basically Bitcoin LLCs or blockchain LLCs. So, you know, that's that's what I'm into right now is is creating uh, magic internet organization that can spread the gospel of, of zero waste and all the things that we love. So, um, you know, hopefully I can muster some resources with the crypto plays and, and, um, build that earthship in East Texas is probably going to be a little more expensive than Guatemala. <laughs> but, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I appreciate you you joining me. Is there is there any way that my listeners can get like a, a coupon to consult with you or for the academy or something? Do you guys have any kind of coupon referral system? 
Um, we don't have that in place, but um, uh, we could probably email back and forth and create some, uh, you know, some some uh, uh, coupon or discount uh, to to work with things. Okay, awesome. That'd be great. All right. Have a beautiful rest of your week and uh, love catching up with you and uh, be in touch. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. Well, there you have it. If you're interested in getting an earthship, call your local uh, county code office and ask them what their policy is on a residential owner building his own building home and the alternative their policy on alternative methods of building specifically with radially reinforced rammed earth bricks and then use my link and leave us a message with your email and um mr reynolds says he'll get back to me with an email already followed up with that coupon and so um you know send me an email and i'll give you a coupon and um we'll figure out how to how to get you going. Possibly we can do a uh, Earthship Academy, uh, four-week academy at my property in East Texas. And um, I just, we'll see if, if they want to do that. So uh, stay tuned for more info on that. But bottom line, put some books in the show notes. Uh, also, his Garbage Warrior DVD, which I first watched uh, over a decade ago. And um, we're just really lucky to have this man bring his magic to the world in uh, the form of, of an earthship. So, yeah. Um, I guess that's a wrap. And uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, send me a message in the message link and or give me your uh, email if you want a coupon for an earthship. All right. So uh, may the force be with you. Hope, hope this benefited your consciousness. And uh, uh, we'll see you again in a week or two.